Praise the Lord once again. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Pastor Edwin. I have something here for you guys. I need you to open up to the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 4. And I'm going in fast forward, so follow along with me. That's Luke, chapter 8, verse 4. This is something that you need to hear. You need to take it in wholeheartedly and understand this. Grab hold. Here we go. And when a great multitude had gathered and they had come to Jesus, every city, from every city, he spoke a parable. Right? You know that Jesus always spoke in parables. Check it out. About the sower, the parable of the sower. A sower went out, verse 5, to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down. The birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on the good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. You hear that? Jesus cried in his part. He wants everyone to hear this. He just knows that a lot of people do not are not going to understand this parable. But those that have ears, let them hear. Look, people were coming from everywhere to hear Jesus. So as often did, he told them a parable. Jesus' parable were earthly stories with heavenly meanings. He took ordinary everyday people or activities uh, and he put into a story's format and, and taught his listeners a valid kingdom principle that used the familiar to explain the unfamiliar. This parable was about a sower, a sower who went out to sow his seed. Though such imagery may be unfamiliar to modern readers, it was very familiar to Jesus' listeners, especially those who lived in an agrarian society. After the furrows were dug, the farmers would sow or plant his seed by scattering them, perhaps from the back of a donkey, right? The seed would fall into the furrows, but some would not. Since he was scattering by hand without the scope, limiting assistance of modern technology, today's modern technology, as the farmer sowed, some seed fell on a path where it was trampled and devoured by birds, and some fell on rock where it sprouted up, then withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorns that choked the plant as it grew. Some fell on good ground and produced abundant fruit. A hundred times what was sown. Then Jesus concluded with, Let anyone who has ears to hear, listen. Teachers sometimes signal to students that something is uh, especially important and will probably appear on a test by saying, Make sure you write this down, right? Haven't I done that when we do quizzes? I tell you, make sure you write this down. Jesus told the people to listen because what he had what he said was critically important. It would come up again. The disciples were confused. So they asked Jesus to explain the meaning of this parable. He responded by quoting from Isaiah 6, 9, the secrets of the kingdom, that is, things concealed in the Old Testament, but revealed in the New Testament were being made known to Jesus' followers right there and then. But the, to others, his parables would be, would, be, would be rubbish. It would make no sense because... Though they had ears, they refused to listen. That's right. They refused to listen. Although a large crowd heard Jesus, most would not understand. Only a small group would get it. And when Jesus interpreted the parable for his disciples, he explained that the seed represented the word of God and the different soils represented different kinds 
of people. You get that? Different kinds of hearts. He made it clear. He made it very clear that the success of the seed had nothing to do with the seed itself. Rather, it had everything to do with where it landed. Exactly where the seed landed. That's what it had to do. It's the soil that determines whether or not there will be a crop. So if God's word is not working in a person's life, we need to check the ground that it landed on. The soil of your heart needs to be receptive to the seed in order for you to experience spiritual change and growth in your life. The path. The path on which the seed fell represents the person whose heart is hard. Just as seed uh, cannot penetrate a hardened patch of ground, right? It bounces off, sits on the very top. So God's word cannot penetrate into the hearts of those who have hardened themselves against it. If people set themselves against receiving God's word, the devil takes away the word from their hearts like the birds devoured the seeds. Are you following? Because the devil does this so that they may not believe and be saved. This has two applications. The word saved can have two meanings. Salvation in eternity and deliverance in history. When an unbeliever hardens his heart against the gospel, Satan removes the word that he's heard. Lest he believe the good news about Christ and be saved, that is, become a Christian. Whenever a believer hardens his heart against a specific truth of God's word, he is susceptible to satanic deception. As a result of failing to embrace God's truth, a believer can fail to experience God's deliverance in his earthly struggles. That is, growing and overcoming persistent sin. The ground with rocks represents the person who initially receives the word joyfully but has no root. He will believe for a while and fall away in time of testing. Such believers who lack the discipline of spending time with God, living in obedience to his word and serving his people are, are unable to stand up under the pressure when difficulties come their way. And thus they become unproductive. They relapse in a sense. They, they backpedal. The ground with thorns represents the person whose spiritual growth is choked with worries, riches, and pleasures. Allowing all those things to take away what God has placed there as a result, he or she will produce no mature fruit. Remember this, if the devil can't hinder you with difficulties, he'll choke you with distractions, regardless of the impediment your growth will stall and your life will be void of righteous fruit. The good ground represents those who heard the word with an honest and good heart, held on to it, endured and reproduced fruit in their lives. This kind of believer gladly receives God's word honestly. This person holds or embraces the word tightly or perseveres in obedience with it. In other words, he or she is no fair weather Christian. Happy to shout amen on Sunday, but living according to a personal agenda on Monday, the good ground Christian consistently, that's right, good ground Christian consistently endures and bears fruit as his character and conduct are transformed as he lives in obedience to God's word. And to be one, you must come clean with God, confessing your sin and seeking that change. So Jesus made it clear to his listeners that if one understands the word of God, then his lifestyle should reflect that. Knowledge 
Okay? Just as a person does not light a lamp in order to hide it, so also one is not given access to the secrets of the kingdom in order to keep them. When we respond in faith to God's truth, more truth will be given. The one who refuses to respond to the truth will be lost. And in this, brothers and sisters, I want you to always realize that here we have a point that Christ, very simple, five little verses, and we get all this explanation through this chapter here from uh, verse 4 to verse 18, where at the end Jesus said, Therefore take heed how you hear, for whoever has to him more will be given, whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. Brothers and sisters, I love you and God bless you. I'll catch you in the rebound in Jesus' name.